I spent years trying to pay people's medical bills and I didn't come anywhere close to paying off a million bucks for people. And then I got that amount eliminated in less than a year. I couldn't believe it. Right now, millions of Americans are struggling to pay medical bills, often as a result of unexpected care. Dollar Four was born out of a passion to help those Americans be free of their debt. But what started as a simple crowdfunding project evolved into something that founder Jared Walker never imagined. Dollar Four was a one-man show like in Pacific Northwest, and overnight it became a national organization. Dollar Four's success can be attributed to a combination of dedication and bold ideas, including one idea that fundamentally transformed the organization's entire focus. We went from small grassroots crowdfunding to patient advocate enforcing policies. But those bold and innovative ideas were the direct result of Jared's humility, commitment to self-education, and his willingness to guide and trust his team. In this episode, Jared will tell us about the moment in his life that sparked his passion for the cause and how he embraced education and help from those around him to exponentially increase Dollar Four's reach. Welcome to Future Nonprofit, a podcast about what it will take to build and scale the nonprofit of tomorrow. I'm your host, Ted Vaughn, partner at Historic and author of Culture Built My Brand. Join me as we unpack the stories and lessons of today's most innovative leaders. Like all nonprofits, Dollar Four is an answer to a problem. So Dollar Four exists because right now a medical crisis means a financial crisis. And we are trying to help people relieve that financial burden. We crush medical bills. That, that's what we do. <laughs> Throughout the life of the organization, their approach to this goal, their answer, has changed significantly. It began as a community crowdfunding initiative, though nowadays its focus is much more directed at the root of the problem. We're a patient advocate organization that enforces hospital charity care and financial assistance policies. And our goal is to make Charity care known, easy, fair, equitable, and right now it's, it's none of those things. This change took Dollar Four from a local Band-Aid solution for a major problem to an innovative and educational service for the entire nation. The incredible thing here is that their innovation wasn't some brand new idea or technology they had been building out in a lab or think tank. It's based on something that was already in plain sight. Dollar Four is really built off a of federal law that has already exists. It's just not utilized at all. We are able to do a lot of education to help people understand when you get that big medical bill or when you get that diagnosis or whatever, that you don't have to live in fear that you, know, you could lose everything, at least for a lot of people. So we're just trying to leverage existing policies and technology to make these things easy for people to understand and, and to access. Just because it was in plain sight, however, doesn't mean it was an obvious path. Downstream initiatives are so often the default for organizations simply because they are much more, well, obvious. And that makes complete sense for nonprofits. There are problems in this world that need solutions right away. People are struggling and they need any help they can get. Dollar Four started as a simple fundraising initiative. Jared was in no way planning on building an organization like it is today. He simply encountered a problem and felt a call to action. About 10 years ago, my wife and I were sitting at home. She got a phone call and her aunt had passed away from cancer. And then about 
15, 20 minutes later, I got a phone call. My cousin had gone into labor seven weeks premature, and the baby needed a heart surgery to live. These back-to-back calls were emotionally devastating for Jared and his family, but it was the immediate financial concern that shocked Jared the most. And I remember hearing conversations of, you know, how are we going to pay for it? I'm pretty young at the time, so I'm like, really? Like, this is what we're talking about? This is my first run-in with the, you know, with the U.S. healthcare system. And kind of realizing that, yeah, you can lose everything if you get sick. And I wanted to help people in that situation. And thus began his learning journey. When I first got that call, I got on my computer and I started looking up medical debt in America. And I saw some some stats that just kind of blew me away. You know, number one cause of bankruptcy. It was 65% of bankruptcies in America because of medical bills. And then There was another stat, 78% of these people actually have insurance. 85% of people that declare bankruptcy because of medical debt, it's on bills that are less than $10,000. And that just kind of shook me because I'm thinking, oh, if you're declaring bankruptcy, like it's hundreds of thousands of dollars. And I kind of had that realization of for a single mom, you know, kid gets cancer, 5,000 bucks. Like if you don't have it, it may as well be, you know, $100,000. People feel so powerless in that moment of just like, oh, this is too big. Like, what am I going to do? And when I saw that 10,000 number, I was like, oh, I don't have 10,000 bucks, but like, I could probably get 10,000 people to give a buck. So in 2012, with this new knowledge and passion in his toolbox, Jared started taking action in a very simple and direct way. Portland nonprofit is on a mission to help families overwhelmed by medical expenses. Dollar for Portland uh, features a different family every month, and it asks community members to donate just a buck. This month, the effort benefits a little girl who wasn't expected to make it to her fifth birthday. I started crowdfunding in Portland, Oregon, and Dollar Four was originally Dollar for Portland, and people would sign up for small reoccurring monthly donations uh, as little as a dollar. And every month, pool the money together and pay medical bills for people. And, you know, we'd make these little videos and, and share with the community. I mean, this was like super grassroots, little bars and coffee shops and donut shops in Portland that are throwing these little events and getting people to, to sign up for donations. Of course, pretty much any action is effective action. And this simple idea worked. That inspired Jared to keep going. I'm thinking, oh, I'm going to get a million people to sign up for, you know, a dollar a month. With growth and a larger impact in mind, Jared took a huge step, and in 2015, he organized a benefit concert in his community. That's when he realized just how powerful this cause was. I had, like, hundreds of people show up, and news stations show up, and people were kind of, like, into it. And I think at that moment, I was like, oh, like, this is an issue that immediately connects. Everyone knows someone, everyone has a story, everyone can speak to this and has some type of personal experience with it. After witnessing the need for this service and the impact he was able to have on people, Jared felt compelled to commit to the cause and he continued to grow dollar four via crowdfunding. If you were to ask my friends and family, they'd be like, yeah, Jared probably (laughs) left his job way too early. So it was like a grind from 2015 to 2019. I took a lot of side jobs. I worked events, bartended, sold beer for a brewery company. Like, I did a lot of different things to try and make money during that time because $4 was not at a space at all. 
to be able to do that. So it was really like years of these small donor campaigns helping these families. The problem was the grind wasn't sustainable. This issue is massive, and there will never be a Band-Aid big enough to fix it. So while Jared's passion for the issue wasn't going away, his ability to sustain the same pace was eroding. But learning about this issue was what started this journey for Jared, and it was also what carried him to the next level. I do not have a healthcare background. I don't have a nonprofit background. So I'm getting into foundations and accelerators and like all of these different things that I really did not know existed. Regardless of your grind, when you're leading an organization, it is integral to put yourself into spaces where you can learn and network. Innovative ideas rarely come out of nowhere and are often the result of leadership that prioritize learning and listening. Jared's leadership style embodies both of those things. If Jared had continued as he was, head down with an admirable focus on tackling the problem, Jared would have never taken the next step that allowed him to exponentially increase Dollar Four's impact. And then in 2019, I went to this networking event. I met an attorney, and he was the first one that asked me, have you ever heard of Charity Care? And I looked into it and couldn't believe it. Like, I felt like a freaking chump because I had been paying medical bills for all of these people that would have been eligible for free or reduced care if I would have known about these programs. Charity Care is a healthcare service within hospitals that provides charitable assistance and debt forgiveness to qualifying individuals who were unable to pay for their medical treatment. Jared's discovery of this was an absolute game changer. And in a few months, I got over a million dollars of medical bills to disappear for people in the Portland metro area. And that was like, this is bigger than I think. This was in 2019, seven years after Jared had begun $4. In all of that time, Charity Care existed. It was always around. Jared could have continued on with his work and never learned about Charity Care. But by putting himself in the right spaces and keeping his mind open to learning, Dollar Four was able to evolve into something he had never dreamed of. There are answers such as this one that could change the game for so many nonprofits around the world. But instead of committing to learning, leaders often fall into this bias for action. As we talked about earlier, it makes sense that nonprofits would want to act quickly. But when you give yourself the space to pull out of the intense grind, you allow room that is critical for learning and growth. But learning is only one half of the equation. The other half is embracing the learning and following a new path as it evolves forward, regardless of the path you had previously set out on. Adaptation is key to growth and future-proofing for any organization. If Jared hadn't stopped what he was doing and followed the new path of charity care, $4 would not exist as it is today. We went from small grassroots crowdfunding to patient advocate enforcing policies. So like there is dollar for Portland pre-2019 and then there's dollar four of like trying to advocate for patients. We're about to get a bit meta here. Through this learning experience, Jared discovered the profound impact of education itself. Charity care was not anything Jared had heard of. In fact, it's something many Americans have never heard of. So at that point, not only did Jared shift the model of $4 to enforce these policies, but he also shifted to educating others about this discovery. And it was following this path that led to $4's next major milestone, one that would skyrocket the company to the national stage literally overnight. 
from there, it was just shouting from the rooftops, talking to all these reporters and journalists and news stations and like, you all don't get it. Like there is this program that exists, like this is the best kept secret. Why isn't anyone talking about it? And then that is when the TikTok video happened. What's a piece of information that you learned that feels illegal to know? Most hospitals in America are nonprofits, which means they have to have financial assistance or charity care policies. This is gonna sound weird, but what that means is that if uh, you make under a certain amount of money, the hospital legally has to forgive your medical bills. Let me show you how this works. The TikTok video, it, I mean, I, I hate saying this and it sounds so silly, but like that was everything that put us on like a rocket ship over the last couple of years. This viral video is another example of Jared's willingness to learn new things and listen to those around him. Sharing this knowledge via TikTok wasn't something he had strategically planned, but by keeping himself open to new ideas and seeking solutions that weren't immediately apparent to him alone, he not only propelled the organization to new heights, but also rekindled his own enthusiasm, effectively rescuing and revitalizing the cause. I was helping people in the Pacific Northwest still. It was just me hardly being able to take a salary. There were multiple times where I was like, I don't know if I can continue doing this. And my little sister was in town for Thanksgiving. She said, Jared, you should get on TikTok. I think people would really like it. And I was like, no freaking way am I getting on TikTok. And I was sitting at my office one day and I downloaded the app and I saw that video that probably everybody's seen the, what's a piece of information that feels illegal to know? And I, when I saw that stitch, I was like, I know the answer to this. Like, I can answer this question. So I stitched a video. This was like Friday night. And at the end of the video, I say, if you need help, shoot me a message. And I put my phone down and went to sleep. The next morning, I had <laughs> a bunch of messages. And I'm expecting that video to go to like 50 people. It had been seen like 30, 40 million times by the end of it. This breakthrough in visibility was huge, but with unexpected growth of this capacity, $4 ran into new challenges. Scaling a small grassroots initiative into a massive national organization much faster than he ever anticipated. We had tens of thousands of people reaching out for help, and it was like a scramble trying to figure out how we were gonna scale. It was definitely panic. It was definitely, like, at the beginning, I woke up and, it, and the video had, like, 50,000 views, and I was like, oh, that's cool. And I refreshed it, like, five minutes later, and I had 100,000 views. And I was, I was like, oh, this is, like, happening. <laughs> like, what? I've, ne I've never experienced anything like that. And then it was, everyone was reposting. Like, every single big account was reposting the video, and then it moved to uh, a woman posted it on Twitter, and the Twitter video alone got like over 10 million views and there was like celebrities retweeting it and all this, it, then it was NPR, Buzzfeed, like it just went crazy. Every bonus level's been unlocked. And just like that, Jared had tens of thousands of DMs from people nationwide asking for his help. I called my niece, who's like 15, and I was like, I need you to get on here and start responding to these DMs. Regardless of how amazing it is to suddenly have such a large platform to help so many people, Jared was thrown into a situation where he had to be reactive instead of prepared for growth. Jared recognized that he needed help. I got on a podcast called An Arm and a Leg, and Dan Weissman, who's an awesome person in the space, he put out this thing. So we got a bunch of volunteers, and we captured the financial assistance policy data for every hospital in the country, and we put it into 
a web tool where a patient can go in, put in their household size, income, what hospital, and it will tell them what they're eligible for according to their hospital's policy, and then we can kind of do the rest. So that was like step one is how can we at scale tell people, can we help you? Can we, you know, are we able to actually assist you with this? This is a good time to highlight Jared's most valuable skill and the most crucial piece to Dollar Force success, his leadership and humility. Dollar Force started because Jared did a deep dive into something he cared about and ultimately found his passion intersect with his cause. But Dollar Four ultimately sustained and grew because Jared had the humility to listen and learn from those smarter than him. His passion for the cause was greater than his ego, and that allowed him to truly value the input of others, try new things, and inspire the confidence of those who joined him on the journey. Jared tapped into the skill of his 15-year-old niece when his video exploded on TikTok, and he connected the right people into Dollar Four when he learned about charity care. It's easy for founders and CEOs and executive directors to allow their position and power to become barriers to growth and learning, but not Jared. The people he inspired and trusted along the way are the reason he was able to advance and grow as quickly as he did. Right from the beginning, community and rallying people around the cause were instrumental values in Dollar Four's work. And as soon as he went viral, he was already in a great position to lean on the smart and invested community he had already inspired. Community was everything at the beginning. Dollar for Portland was the Portland community helping people. And then when we went viral and things blew up, it was the volunteer community. We had like 350 volunteers that, that reached out and were filling out paperwork for patients and calling patients. And it was clunky as heck. Building a community of people willing to get their hands dirty and do the work is one thing, but growing a nonprofit with a necessary subject matter skill and expertise is quite another. Jared recognized his own knowledge gaps and both trusted and empowered those who knew more to actually make decisions. I think the other decision is just like to delegate. I'm not great at a handful of things and finding people and just giving them the authority, the place to like, do their thing and get out of their way. And I had to immediately go, thanks to some, you know, in advice from mentors of like, go find the people that do the things you suck at, <laughs> because that was like what changed. And absolutely what has caused our growth is, is other people doing the things that, that needed to happen. As a leader, it can be so easy to get lost in your own vision, your own ideas, passion for the organization, and end up white knuckling and micromanaging every decision. But anyone who has ever grown and sustained something significant will tell you that trusting and empowering the right people is a critical ingredient to success. Think about the recent decisions you've made. Have you made decisions that would have been better made by others? Have you been able to acknowledge the gaps that exist in your own thinking and allow others to fill those gaps in? Are you so invested in your cause that you fear trusting anybody else with even the smallest of decisions? On the flip side, have you been so trusting of others that you didn't take the time to vet if they were the right people before empowering them with significant decisions? Knowing who to empower and when to empower them is as much of an art and science as getting your ego and fear of failure out of the way. What it comes down to is this. Good leaders don't have all the answers, but they know how to identify, inspire, and empower those who do. Jared, however, will be super humble and say dollar for success was just pure luck. 
I am extremely lucky that the people that showed up for Dollar Four were like the caliber of people that they are because it was moments of like, I need to trust this person to come on and, and help me with this thing. In truth, it was his ability to learn from others, trust them, and build a community. Dollar Four started as an organization crowdfunding money, but what they really ended up doing was crowdsourcing knowledge. We are so much stronger and smarter when we harness each other's strengths. And what Jared did was foster an open environment where this collective strength could flourish, resulting in the creation of something exceptionally beautiful and unique. But along with trusting others is the ability to trust in and recognize your own strengths and go full steam on those things where you are the most valuable to your cause and organization. We are still a young nonprofit where like the founder's story is still like really, really part of like the DNA of the organization because I am decent at communicating, you know, how I started it all. And I think that the story just connects with people. I've had to become the fundraiser and the speaker and the, you know, the, the face. That is not my comfort zone. I mean, I feel like it kind of is now because I've had to do that the last two years because it, it, it just kind of got to this point where, like, I need to go and raise a significant amount of money or we are leaving all of these patients in the dust. And that was a role that I had to step into. With all of this support, demand, and abundant opportunity, Jared was faced with another pivotal moment that tested his leadership. There was a time where I felt like dollar four. I mean, I felt like every week I was making some like organization altering decision. One of the routes that I spent a you know decent amount of time doing was dollar four could be like the one stop shop for people that have medical bills, not just charity care, but bill negotiation and looking over, you know, phony charges or, or you know, insurance claim, like all these different things. When we were getting all this attention, people started asking us, well, hey, you know, I don't qualify for charity care. What else could I do? So then, of course, we start going and finding these resources and, and we do become not experts, but pretty like well-versed in a lot of different things with, with healthcare. And then it was like, oh, we'll start a program and we can help people like that. And so like we had a whole bunch of these programs and it, we just like for a while lost focus on what the thing that we were really, really good at. And I think that we lost some momentum there of trying to just do too many things. And I think I was just like, charity care is our thing. We are experts in charity care. Growth is fun. Growth is exciting. And growth usually means that you're doing something right. But maturing and growing a nonprofit from infancy to adolescence requires a very different set of skills. Growth is almost always a journey of narrowing and pruning more than widening and adding. It can be so counterintuitive to say no when you see so many things working in your favor. But as you've heard before, good can quickly become the enemy of great. There are so many ways good ideas can create sideways energy and rob leaders of the focus they need to do great work. If you're finding yourself saying yes to good opportunities or initiatives that simply don't align with your values or core strategy, here are two things you can do. First, create space. Eliminate busyness and delegate non-essential tasks so you have the space and margin to focus on the critical decisions and cultivate the clarity you and your nonprofit need in order to say no. Second, get help. Bring other people in. Find the right coaches and mentors and leaders and organizations to help you navigate whatever season of leadership you're in. 
Rally your team around your mission and invite them to give you their candid perspective. They may see mission drift or poor decision-making, but if you don't build a bridge to them, they will likely not give you the feedback. By staying focused, following his passion, and maintaining his willingness to learn and grow, Jared and the team at $4 have crushed over $30 million of medical debt across the country. $30 million, you kidding me? And that number goes up every day. Given the immense success and countless hours and years of Jared's life put into this organization, I asked him how he keeps himself invigorated and passionate. He says it's all about learning the stories of the people he's helped. Last year, I got an email, and it was the mom of a patient that we helped. She said, hey, I want to let you know that my daughter had an accident several months ago, and she got the medical bill, and she was crying because she was faced with the decision of, am I going to go to my last semester in college and continue my education or pay this medical bill? And she said, because of your organization, here's this person on on her graduation day because we were able to get the medical bill waived. And that's one that I share because I just feel like no one should have to put their education on hold because of a medical bill. No one should have to skip out on meals or not be able to get a loan or whatever. And this, this happens all the time. It's not just about the medical debt relief. It's like what that unlocks for people. Education, being able to like thrive through life without this this burden hanging over them. Dollar Four has been such an incredible success story and the impact they've already had is astounding. But this is only the beginning. Jared has big dreams for the future, digging even deeper into the root cause and upstream solutions. The vision is <laughs> that Dollar Four is going to continue our mission of crushing medical bills. And we're gonna do that on the individual level for patients. But what we've realized is through patient advocacy, we notice patterns. We can see the bad guys. We can notice the bad players in the space because we can see trends of, oh wow, like we have 20 patients at this hospital that are all having the same issue. So now we are using patient advocacy and stories to actually push policy change at the state level and at the hospital level. So we have a bunch of examples of hospitals that, you know, we had a whole bunch of patient stories and we approached the hospital and said, hey, you're not following these rules the way that you're supposed to and like you need to change them and we've had success, which it's like we want to continue to build that narrative through these stories and help the individual patients because that's like, that's fun, that's impact right now. There are people right now that are struggling. So like, let's help them and then let's use that to push for bigger change. As we learned in our episode with Hannah's song of Liberty in North Korea, individual stories hold incredible power. In fact, if you wanna hear more about how you can leverage those stories to build your brand, I really recommend checking out that episode with Hannah. For dollar four, to get these stories out, Jared is relying on something that has been crucial to his organization since the early days, community. That is something that I want to figure out. I want to build a movement around this idea of like changing healthcare in the the healthcare system and getting people educated about the problems so they can speak to those problems and, and then help other people. I mean, the coolest stories that we hear 
like from our TikTok community and our online community is, hey, I had a friend, I shared your video and they just got $10,000 in medical bills waived. So it's not just, you know, oh, I saw the video and I feel that for myself. Like we have people that, hey, I just, like we had this young kid, saw our video, messaged us on Instagram and said, hey, uh, I live with my grandma. She had $100,000 in medical bill because like some heart condition. She just got a zero balance letter in the mail like because I saw your video. How do we build that community? These people that are like sharing, you know, spreading the word and, and helping other people. I want the community piece to, to be a big part of our story moving forward. We look forward to the future of Dollar Four and learning what Jared and his team do next. But for now, let's recap the ideas and lessons we've learned in this episode. First, put yourself in spaces with opportunities to learn. Getting stuck with your head down in a grind is likely hindering growth, and you may be missing an easier and more effective path. Note Dollar Four's transition from crowdfunding to policy advocacy. Second, education and community building are key. The leader is only part of the organization. As a leader, your job is to take others on a learning journey with you and inspire them to come along. Dollar Four owes so much of its success to Jared's ability to rally those around him. Knowledge is such a valuable tool, but not if you hoard it. Next, trust those around you. Being a leader doesn't mean you have all of the answers. It means you're willing to trust the people around you who do have the answers. Finding people who are capable and trusting them was crucial to Dollar Four's growth. And finally, if you're in a season of growth and maturity, bring people around you that can help you focus and help you keep the main thing the main thing. Saying no is hard, and the bigger you get, the more your own guts and instincts need to be proofed and tested against others. Ideally, others who bring expertise to the organization that you don't. I'm Ted Vaughn, and this is Future Nonprofit. If you want to hear more stories from experts in the industry to learn how to take your nonprofit into the future, subscribe to the podcast and visit makehistoric.com. Future Nonprofit is a production of Lower Street and Historic Agency. Produced by Jackie Lamport, Mark Miller, Ben Crannell, James Bladel, and Ted Vaughn. Written by Jackie Lamport and Katie Whitehorn. Edited by Ben Crannell. Visit futurenonprofit.com for a transcript of this episode.